0: Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two, whilst occasionally sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit – So let's start with Andrew Dewing with this week's Market Report.
1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours.
0: Mike, setup on this week's market report is not up to our usual standard. We apologise for any inconvenience.
1: Hello and welcome to the market report week commencing 23rd of October. This week you've got me. Webby's off shooting some rare birds somewhere in the Man Valley and uh, Andrew and Ben both off in Crete. I don't mean they're together. I don't know who followed who but as you know us local carrot crunchers like to stick together even on holiday this week much like echoing the last two weeks the market has done next to nothing we are three pounds up just on the week as time of recording um, French are three euros up and Chicago is 16 cents up. ultimately that doesn't mean a great deal we're not anticipating any news whatsoever it's kind of The only mildly interesting news this week and it's not interesting, it's pretty tragic, is what's happened in Israel, um, which on Wednesday we saw oil markets rally and as a consequence we actually rallied by about three to four pounds a tonne. Since then it's kind of eroded most of its gains with Rishi Sunak and Joe Biden going out there to sort of calm tensions, although by the looks of it, tensions aren't exactly sort of, they seem to be escalating if anything. They're certainly not calming down, um, but that's a debate that seems a bit like walking along the ridge of a, a mountain. Whichever way you fall, you're going to wind somebody up, so try and stay off that. It's just a classic October half-term, albeit a week early for some, but I think most people in the trade are out of it. Farmers, towards the tail end of this week, we have seen a bit of farmer selling um, on, on some wheat, particularly on new crop. I think it's gone to the ground a good condition, it's been very warm, it's through. In theory, the production cost has gone down. So, for a lot of people, are seeing a little bit of gold in it and if they haven't sold anything. I do think that sort of pushing towards those two hundred prices, two hundred pounds a tonne X farm for May twenty five are probably a consideration. They probably should be if you haven't sold anything. That said, old crop, as we know, a lot of it's been going up north to Hull from our point of view, um, which we're kind of still abstaining from, and rightly or wrongly. We did hear of. Uh, a rejection back down to a West Norfolk farm not through us obviously but uh, that does that is when it starts getting quite costly on that same subject similar to what uh, Echoing Andrew last week the uh, the bug situation obviously we've got our two new top correspondents and Tom and Harry going out on the farm collecting samples and we are seeing in oddly in quite a lot of things there are bug issues I mean they're not horrendous just yet but there was some malting barley of 150 tonnes of good malting barley it's sunny Damp for the image or for what molsters would like, but it's good quality for the moment. But it's got bugs in it. Um, it kind of begs the question why don't you just sell it at harvest? Why not sell it at harvest? Because if it is anything around that level, it's going to be tucked to into a home. And if it has got bugs, you are really going to be in a bit of a muddle. With the premium for malting barley being so strong compared to feed, you do sort of wonder what's going on likewise i think the the companies you know the people who spray for bugs and, and look after grain, i think they are genuinely really busy at the moment which kind of sums up exactly what's going on this mild autumn hasn't exactly calmed any activity down within heaps it's probably picked it up again at time of recording we're, we're seeing this record rain incredibly well I think in some areas up like in Scotland they're really struggling which by all accounts is obviously going to put things back and, and slow things off in regards to planting but potentially even loss of life so hopefully everyone's staying remainingly safe talking about Tom Harry. obviously they've had their first full week or their first two full weeks here and they've, they've done really well they've both seen three farmers uh, gone out going to go and see them on farm they've obviously been handling the phones, which largely, largely I think has been popular I mean obviously you get the opportunity uh, to to bugger off. But as a general rule, I think they're, they're well received, which hopefully is a sign of, of farmers you know, being quite receptive to what's going on. Albeit, if the prices are a bit poor, they are definitely a bit more interested and, and open to new ways of trading hopefully doing great. Again, this week, another thing that we have seen is is there's been a few consumers come sort of the tail end of the sort of the tail end of last week actually sticking their head off the parapet. And whilst they might not be bidding very exciting prices, they are genuinely bidding, which is something we haven't really seen for for Norfolk and Suffolk consumers in the past six to eight weeks really. So there is something there and if I was a compound mill I would genuinely be considering looking at, at buying at these levels because considering where they are they're more than halved of, of where they were you know nearly you know just over 12 months ago and things do look relatively cheap by comparison farms are definitely caught up with what they need to do unless they're going behind sugar beet, in which this weather's obviously sort of messed them up for a week or two but largely they are drilling and I think according to a lot of seed houses they've had a fairly reasonable year it's been quite tight in regards to the late harvest poor grain quality, but they are, they're selling quite a lot of grain, which kind of leads to the fact that, this, in theory, there should be quite a reasonable crop for next year. Multi Barley has actually, again, picked up. We've seen some interesting values being paid, and again, they are considerably cheaper than where they were at harvest. The Fog Market has picked up, so that's picked up about 9, 10, 12 euros in the last 10 days. So that's interesting, but from a farm point of view, you don't expect that to be on the farm gate because your domestic consumer at the moment is bidding largely fairly cheap prices, but at least there's a bid out there. There's been nothing for the last six weeks. I know the intake's still going on up in Scotland, so fair play to the guys on intake there. That must have been a hell of a season for you guys. But local Norfolk, Hampton, Suffolk, you know, where a lot of the multi-barley's grown, there is bids being shown. We've heard of a few rejections, which is... Kind of classic for the year because of the quality that we've had. But touch wood, we've been outloading quite a bit of our old crop multivariate that's gone in, so our craft's been going in okay, and likewise some lorry. So the good news is it's moving early, comparatively to normal, and also it's going in without any trouble. So things do look not too bad for the people who have been relatively cautious. That said, multivariate premium over feed is still £85 a tonne, so if that can stay at these levels, then fair play, but at the same time, I the only thing I think can push this multi value market up significantly is if feed comes up with it. To which right now it doesn't have very many friends, as, as Andrew and Webby would say. It, there's a bit of interest to go into port for November, and there is actually quite a good carry between November and October through to February. So there's a local bid which was actually 10 pounds difference, which is quite a significant carry. Whilst the value isn't very exciting at 160x farm for February compared to 150, it does sound quite you know. It, pays for itself in regards to finance and everything else. Feed wheat values remain at 172, but again, that being said, with the next week, if consumers are coming into looking to buy, then that might pick up something, but I just don't, I can't see these levels. Being in, of interest to anyone other than the fact of cash, of which we've asked, you know, if people are selling for a bit of cash if they need it. But largely, I think most people are quite happy or they're happy to sort of stick out of it. It's they they uh, working on the fields or, or maybe even potentially offshooting, just kind of not really thinking about great marketing. And to be honest, that these values who blame them. I can't see it dropping off significantly from here, but likewise, I can't see it rallying from here. I think if anything, it's more likely to take a step back, sadly for for farmers, but probably in a good way for consumers. Rape right that market had an interesting rally based off what oil done, but it's actually back down to into the three hundreds. Our rapeseed correspondent Ben is often Crete, as I said, doing I hope hopefully staying well out of the sun with his complexion. But uh, he is yeah, there's not a lot really to know on, on rapeseed. Again, farmers aren't interested in selling. I think it's at or below the cost of production for many. And the fact that yeah, they're just not interested. What we need is a significant move either way. And I think they will see someone if we can hit four hundred X farm that would see some significant sellers, but we're a long, long way off that. But as we know with these strange things have happened. In two weeks, in a month's time, it could be, you know, two, 300, it could be 400. No one knows. But, yeah, so for the wrap-up this week, I hope everyone's staying sort of dry and relatively safe outside the weather, and I hope you have a good trading week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: We'd like to let you know about the new During Grain website which is now live and includes lots of new features including real-time market prices. Having received feedback from some of our listeners that they like to catch up with our podcast at their desk, we will be sending out a weekly farmers update by email each Monday morning which will have a link straight to the new episode. If you'd like to receive this, head over to doinggrain.co.uk and fill in your email address. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, drop us an email at podcast at jewinggrain.co.uk. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's farm chat. Hello
1: everyone, so we're back for another week's podcast and this week we've got our international travellers Ben and Ian.
2: I would say hello in Polish but I don't know what the word is. Do you know, it's quite embarrassing actually. When we landed, so I thought we'd get in the taxi, we've got an Uber, we're ultra modern for us Norfolk country boys and I sat to Ben and I was like, what is pleasing, thank you. Neither of us can answer, obviously, <laughs> but the embarrassing thing is we never bothered to find out, actually.
1: What did you learn?
3: Well, we've really just clarify where we were. So it was the annual International Commodities Exchange in Warsaw, in Poland, so I think we did, yeah, we were in Valencia last year, so this year was Warsaw, and what did we learn? Well, we learned that Luton Airport burnt down.
1: Yeah, that's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> From a Land Rover, I think.
3: But yeah, look, we got over there and the great and the good of the, you know, the UK grain trade, they're all there.
2: The great and the good? One of the great and the good was missing, wasn't he? Andrew.
1: Yes. And, and Josh, sorry. And, I, and I, know, yeah. to... <laughs> I was one of the sufferers of the Lutonet.
2: Unfortunately, the way the flights cocked up, you guys couldn't make it out, but...
1: I had the option to go on the Thursday, but then we had, I've got, I was just came back from two weeks of being away, and um, I had, we had too much going on, so the boys who fancied it went out and seemed to have quite a good time.
2: But no, no, for us as a business, we, we were small, no, we're not small, but we're we're a Norfolk independent business, and, you know, we're going out, and we're going, you know, with some big multinational businesses, it's one, it's important to have a presence, two, you like, learn stuff, you get a feel for sentiment, you're speaking to boys on the international scene and it's yeah there's quite a few takeaways I mean I felt more knowledgeable going
1: back from it also felt very hungover as did Ben <laughs> yes. not as hungover as Ben looked but so what were the takeaways from last week what was the trade UK trade thinking some bits
2: farmers won't want to hear in that it's to me I came out feeling quite bearish all I think everyone was you know when you talk about feed grains or animal feed consumption I felt the demand was close to non-existent the bullishness, though, was around the energy markets. And, you know, close to home for us, it's the Ansys for Virgo, you know, the demand into the north. So that's going to drive, and clearly it is driving our market, but feed consumption seems really bleak. Um, had a good conversation, I won't mention their names, it's unfair, but good conversation with an importer within the UK. And Polish origin is a lot cheaper, 10 plus pound a ton cheaper. And unfortunately, they'd love to buy english origin but it's you know it's a
1: competitive world and a product that's 10 quid cheaper you're gonna you're gonna buy that first isn't Poland getting flooded by fairly cheap ukrainian wheat as well anyway so is that undermining their own market yeah that's going on i mean uh,
3: but, but also yeah how long can can these guys keep it up you know yes they're selling it cheap but at some point you know they're gonna have to stop i mean it was interesting for me in and i was standing on a I was on a stand of a UK merchant, who will remain anonymous, who we know quite well, and we were just standing there chatting, and this guy comes up and goes, oh, here's my card, here's my, you know, whatever you want to buy, I can sell you, I can do all the freight, and he was from Ukraine, and he was basically saying, whatever commodity you want, I can ship it to wherever you want, you know, just tell me, and he was, they were desperate to sell, and so that was still going on, and we just sort of stood there going, Christ mate, you know, we're here trying to, vlog our wares as uk merchants but this guy was uh yeah i mean very very pushy
1: bloody hell i mean is was that common or was it just a well there was
3: plenty of them about you know i saw him later you know and he seemed to be as a gaggle of them so but as webby says yeah the uk grain trade did seem a bit down but then you know you've got to be a bit careful when everyone is that bearish
2: although interestingly you did speak to a futures broker didn't you And one of his comments was he represents or has clients that are on the consumer side and he's been nudging a few to kind of look at covering some shorts and start to buy it because the sentiment is or, you know, the feeling is these are now cheaper values, which is a fair and obvious assumption, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're obviously seeing a lot of wheat, I know we've spoken about it before, but a lot of wheat up going up north, haven't we? There's yeah. not a lot of local yeah. local homes that are buying yeah. any wheat at the moment.
2: Well, I, I think in Norfolk, you'd probably struggle to sell a 1,000 tonnes on today's market, whereas you could easily flush that into the north. For a Norfolk farmer, do you want your wheat on the road for £20 a tonne? Okay, that's a bit too much. I an like £18 a tonne haul mm. up there to then have a problem with a rejection. And I'm being particularly negative. I'm not saying that it should always be, but you don't know. There's a lot of risks with that.
1: No, I must admit, I heard that it is a sympathetic home, but like you say, it's seriously, it's a big, for a four, five, six premium, it's a big risk, isn't it? Um, If it does go wrong.
2: So no, it's it's interesting. I mean, the other debate, the other point for debate was I think the morning that we landed, there was the AHDB released their new numbers. And I think we were generally people talking about UK crop size and it's in between sort of like 13.8 and 14.2. So, yeah, compared to how we sat and felt about it a year ago, it's a much smaller crop.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is quite a concern, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's absolutely no trade going on. We've Obviously, we've now got Harry and Tom in the office who are starting out, and I do feel a little bit sorry for them because over the last... Well, yeah, really, it feels like it's just gone down almost every day. Yeah, it is it is gritty, these numbers, isn't it? But but no, fair play, I don't know where the boys hopefully they
2: will listen to this. But they've had a pretty good start, haven't they? they yeah, they've done well, they've right. got some good meetings. Yeah, they seem to be getting some good traction. Doing the gruelling job of just hitting the phones, knocking on doors and stuff yeah. there, getting some appointments, yeah.
3: yeah. no, they're doing a good job. But the uh, sorry, the other thing about the boss was it was very well attended. It was, was it? you know it was packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a yeah, huge hall everyone from globally was there and yeah there was a lot of chat but obviously no business going on but you could see people were keen to try and get things going but with prices down at these levels yeah you know it's who wants to sell it but i'm sure the buyers are interested but yeah pretty long day i think webby and i set off at four in the morning we used webby set off at half three and we got there and then i think we finished yeah about where you finished at four the following morning didn't you ian
2: yeah, in UK time. Yeah, Ben made it past seven PM, U- UK the first. time.
1: So that, surely that's one two hours ahead. No, 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 no it's five, it five five o'clock oh, at night in okay. Warsaw. Thanks.
2: But yeah, I've got to sample the delights of Warsaw nightlife. What sort of clubs are open till five? Not the sort of clubs <laughs> I think you're talking about. <laughs> um, it was quite funny because we everyone splintered <laughs> off and went for dinner. We went for um, so future Breakers really kindly took us out. We had a lovely meal, nice steak. Couple of South African lads who were on the rapeseed crush side of things. Who, we yeah, really good guys. We had had good fun, and then we kind of toured around, found a few venues. There were these thrust carrot crunches in Norfolk. It was a bit new to us, but the novelty of bolt bikes or the little electric scooters was pretty awesome. <laughs> we had them in Vienna. Yeah, I know we did. I know, but you know that was quite a few years ago. <laughs> had a good run around, and that was that was funny. So we did a little bar crawl with. Webby's the face lit up when he saw those. Well, you wanted to get in a cab, and I was like, no. Yeah, let's risk our scooter. lives
3: and go yeah. on an electric scooter.
2: That was really good fun. But then we went, sort of, tried to find a club later on and then walked in somewhere that had pretty much all the attendees of the boss in there. You what look- sort of club was that, again? No, it was fun. <laughs> it was <fine. laughs>
1: It was a short, sharp visit. We were there in and out in a day. And- One thing that has actually come out of it is there is actually suddenly, all of a sudden, a little bit of life in the multi-market the fob market's died. Domestic markets picked up a little bit. When I say that, since harvest, so what's that, eight weeks ago or so since it finished, there's now a few domestic buyers of malting barley, which is quite interesting.
3: Well, funnily enough, there was a lot of chat about malting barley and certainly one one UK merchant I spoke to, they said, look, you know, we're exporting a lot of malting barley because it's just easier on boats into Europe.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I think molsters still need to be aware of because yeah. when they do come to buy it, you know into the next year whenever they're not bought till there's gonna be a lot that i think has disappeared on boats
3: yeah and then the same thing with you know milling wheat obviously germany poland normally have lots of good milling wheat they haven't this year um but the milling wheat market any type of grade trading and again you know there's plenty of demand for a spec wheat out Mm -hmm. of the uk um and some of that's getting hoovered up as well so yeah, it was it was interesting. It was very interesting going around the bourse. Yeah,
1: so whilst it is been miserable. It is, at least it's so markets are picking up a bit because Malting barley has been pretty dire. There's been no real you know bids for it, so it's struggled for us to bid. But the only thing that is worth noting is the premium is still eighty five odd quid above feed, it is which extreme. is massive. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's big.
2: I mean, well, positively, there is green on the screen today. The market is up. Yeah. It feels a bit slightly odd. It's up three quid, and all the other outside markets around it are. Well, Matif is up a euro, which feels a bit out of kilter, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we put this down to. Is it down to the Israel Palestine conflict? Well, that's the thing,
3: isn't it? As we're recording this, that conflict has now been in full swing. Mm. You absolutely terrified me on Thursday when you said, oh, I've just seen a Twitter saying it's Jihadi Friday. Worldwide Jihadi Friday, and they might take our plane out. I was like, thanks, Ian.
2: Slight exaggeration, but. (laughs) I kind of struggle with it as a story. I mean, it's a bloody awful story, isn't it, as we all know? But does, the, how does it impact the flow of <coughs> grains? That's oh, the at, bit at, I struggle to get my head around.
3: At the minute, it's contained, isn't it? It's mm. Israel and Palestine, and with Iran in the background. If Iran gets involved, it's the, a whole different thing. No, no, no the, yeah,
2: I, I agree completely. The wider conflict is the problem. And that's why I said the Monday of it happening, you're like, yeah, it's not... I was like, no... I said that's
1: the catalyst it's Iran. Oh, yeah. Ian came in sort of doom-mongering, saying, oh, are going to be World War Three, <laughs> And it's just sounds. as I rolled their eyes, and goes, yeah, all right. I hope you're wrong now, to be honest. But, yeah, you never know. That's the only thing I can really put it down to in the
2: immediate. I would say it just felt from the boss. I didn't come across anyone who was, well, I did one, but anyone who was like rampantly like, this market's going to go up.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that was the sentiment.
3: Um, I mean, come the new year, I think there is a different slant on the market hmm. because there are going to be a few weather issues about and actually not everything's set in stone,
2: but... Absolutely, you know, the, the world will rely on, on a weather issue, whether it's South America or in you know into the new year, whether it's the El Nino changing patterns, whether that cooks the Aussie crop, whether that influences or affects the Russian and Ukrainian crops. Yeah, I mean, there's loads to play for.
3: And funnily enough, just talking about the whole Ukraine thing and, and you know, that week going to Poland, obviously Ukraine have got their corridor working quite well. Yeah. They are putting stuff on big boats, so it is bypassing Europe now and going elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a positive sign in a way.
2: Yeah. Oh, the other one, um, that was a news bulletin coming out on the uh, was it the Thursday morning that but China is sweeping around after week stocks, isn't it? You yeah. mentioned that to me.
3: Yeah, China seems to be hoovering up an awful lot of wheat. Now, Mm. I think a lot of it's coming from Russia at the minute. Mm. But again, you know, how long can Russia keep doing that? I mean, I know I've just read actually now that China are saying, oh, we think all this rain we've had will help the next year's crop. But Christ, they're a long way off that. Mm. And they've got to get there.
2: But no, no, I think it was a good boss. It was quite, you know, we got to see so just to give people an idea you had like you'd have physical brokers there you'd have futures brokers there you'd have freight brokers there obviously all sorts of different merchants consumers were there consumers were there you know it's it's nicely attended by uk guys you know we had a good good crowd there
0: For listening, make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio.